Welcome back. You know it. It's that time of the week again. It's time for yet another range anxiety. Like I said, I'll do these things whenever I feel like it. Today, I feel like it. So I've got a special guest. So you can not only hear about my 30 years of automotive experience in 30 minutes, you can hear my guest's 30 minutes. People are saying, B. Martin, we like you. We like your voice, but you're pretty shit boring. We're sick of hearing about the same things all the time. So today, I'm going to bring you a special treat. Those of you know, I picked my intro music to sort of cover the topic today, and this one was about the lion sleeping tonight. So we're going to talk about the unfortunate and sad demise of General Motors Holden. It's just up the road from me. That's right, to my American listeners, we're talking maybe not eight, ten miles up the road was where all of your wonderful Pontiac G8s and Pontiac GDO coupes, as, along with all of our beautiful Holdens and Holden Commodores over the years, were built, and today I have a special guest, not only a good friend of mine, but someone that worked there during the golden years, the glory decade, I like to call it, of when Commodores became fast and they became tough. Welcome to Range Anxiety, Paul Howzon. Thanks, Marty. Glad to be here. Hello, world. Hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to call me babe. Oh, oh sorry, Marty. I mean, <laughs> hey, Marty. <laughs> they call they call him Big Paul for a lot of reasons. He's only four foot two inches high, but <laughs> yeah. no, but no, he's he's actually a monster of a man, but a gentle giant, and has a really big experience with the Holden product from an ownership point of view. By God, I've stuffed many um, effective and not so effective packages into him <laughs> over the years, but also working at the factory. So, you know, like I said, you were there in the glory days. When did you start there, Paul? I started there in 1997, which is VT. But they were still making the VS, really? which is which is the old one. But still, we had the five liter. Oh, the old punching five out, liter. Yeah, the big boy punching out two hundred and fifteen kilowatts. That was only in a special water car, though the two fifteen I wasn't it? GDS, I reckon. I don't think it was anything else. Your series three Ute would have been like what one eighty? No, one eight five, one seven nine. Yeah, one eight yeah. five with the I. Special with the eye special. You knew that one because it came. It, it had the um had the grey coloured uh, fuel covers. Well, there instead, you go. Instead of the red ones, yeah. the grey coloured <laughs> fuel covers. So at the same time, the VT came online. They were still build, building a VQ Statesman too, weren't they? That's right. So that was five liter. But the VT five liter, the series one, that had the roller cam and everything, sequential injection. That's right. It had a different distributor pickup, didn't it? So yep. it had a top dead center reference. The, Best best five liter you could buy, from what I understand. Did you? Yeah, that's not saying a lot. No, really. no. Did, and did then, you still have to prime the oil pump externally when you built them? Just bass would have done, I think. <laughs> Petroleum jelly. Oh, to sorry, my, uh, US yeah. listeners. Paul's very experienced with that product, <laughs> and he's never built a rotary. So should, go figure. You should always have some in the shed at home. <laughs> Just in case visitors pop around. That's it. Um, right. So when you first started there, what were you actually doing? What was your job? I had an awesome job. Um, I put fuel in. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. I got shown how to put fuel in a Commodore. That was my job. And I actually got trained up on how to walk down to a car, see what size engine it was, to walk back to programming the pump, how much fuel to put in. Oh, that, really? Yeah. No offence to the group of people that I work with, but they couldn't tell when the car was coming with towards you with the bonnet up, whether it was a V8 a V6, or a Supercharger V6, they had to go and read the broadcast sheet. You didn't have a four-cylinder then, did you? No. No, that was a different line. Remember yeah, Vectra? Yep. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, that powerhouse. But no, that wasn't even built here, was it? That wasn't yeah, that we, we had a Vectra line in, in Holden's as well back then. 
God. Yeah. And what about the Barina? Nah, none of that. Did Barina girl ever come and visit? Remember her off the ads? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't didn't see her. Um, Okay, so... You had these, so it would have all been standard unleaded. So why, why the hell were you even putting oh, fuel, no, no, no. gas, gas into cars on the line? Gas summed it up. We had gas a hole for the Brazilians, I reckon. Is that what it was called? Something like that. That would have been just like E85, wouldn't it? I reckon it was. It smelt like it. Yeah, for sure. And we had what, premium did unleaded. Ta- did it taste like it? <laughs> it was a bit tangy with yeah. ice. <laughs> you couldn't drink it neat. No. Oh, I Dilute it with some two-stroke. So why would you put fuel in them so you could do a test start? That's it. They went straight off from us. I was right at the very end of the line. I put the fuel in, the fuel uh, relays, and then they started the suckers up and drove them away. But now Mo- else most of them. Most of started them. Started up. <laughs> well, the, the odd one didn't start? Yeah, that happened. You yeah. just had to be quick to push because the next one was coming along straight away <laughs> behind it. Run straight into it. <laughs> yeah, give it a bit of a So assist. they'd just be pushed around. I think they had a big rework area there. That's also. right, yeah. Mechanic areas, rework area, and the DVT, Dynamic Vehicle Testing Station, were they? Like a dyno. I saw that. Yeah, it was they, like a single rig roller thing. Yeah, they programmed, did the brakes, cruise, set the whole heap of parameters. I'm not 100% sure. Saw, wow. Saw a few come off the rollers. but Well, that that's pretty nifty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how so how you wouldn't put much fuel in them? What one or two liters? Or? Nah, no, they got like a 10, 11, something like that, and eighteen I think went in the HSVs because they were thirsty. <laughs> Even an idle, <laughs> yeah. a man's car, That's no it. less. No, it was all in the name of transport to get them out okay. to the yard, onto the trucks, to the dealer, yeah, and then you're on your own. Couldn't they actually? I think this is common with all manufacturers, but I was just aware of it with Holden. Couldn't they reset the speedo back to zero under like sixty kilometers or something? Oh, it might have even been more than that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. If they could put it back to zero, but I can't remember the exact number of oh, I, th- I, th- I think I think the Tech 2 would do it. And I think maybe it was if you broke 100 kilometres or 60 miles. Yeah. To my US listeners, you couldn't reset it again and it would just start clocking that's, up from that's, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty nasty. It's almost sort of a used vehicle after that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's almost a used vehicle. A used <laughs> vehicle by the time you pillocks got it off the yeah, line. Yeah, that was true too. <laughs> okay, so, so how long did you do the fuel for? Uh, not long, not long. If you showed any sort of nous, and as you know, Martin, I'm quite an intelligent man. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm I don't know about you. Um. <laughs> yeah, nah, you, you get given a sort of a, a better job, and I ended up in the like a crash shop with inside of the inside of the plant. We had a. Why would you need a crash shop inside of the plant? Uh, just in case something got damaged during the manufacturing process, or the paint just wasn't perfect, or. Something along those lines. Now, I'm going to bust Paul out here because back in 2001, I bought a VX SS 5.7 Gen 3 manual six-speed for all the nice, those. Everyone's nice. been wanting to hear me say that, so I've done it with the Fisherman's Diff, the LSD in it that one wheeled from the factory. That lovely cone sort yeah, of thing it yeah. was. There are plenty of cones involved in the making of them, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and... I remember you and your offsider Mark said, "Oh yeah, we know the car. We've had this one in rework." And when I picked up the car brand new, you actually showed me the boot lid where you guys had resprayed it. Yeah, I might, I, I might have to correct you on that one. Are you sure it was the VX or was it the VE, the silver one? It could, si- it could have been I both. It, was a, uh, <laughs> it could have been both. But the silver. Yeah, you might. Be sorry right. to anyone yeah. who owns a silver one because it's a great color, but prick of a color to paint. Really? Get right. Yeah, yeah. Don't damage them. It's, it's shitful. If any time they got rework done to them, if it, it sometimes looked worse after the rework, so you had to do it again. You know what I mean? Like yep, yep. you had to keep doing it until you got it right. So how? Many, give me a bad example. How many times would that have been? Oh, 
Yeah, that one there, I think it had like five paint cards or something, didn't it? No didn't wonder it was, it was so slow at the drags. It was, that it was heavy. heavy. We had to put a bigger spring in one side. Oh, shit. Uh, that was my sedan that I ended actually selling back to your offsider that did the spray painting on it. It did. That was the twin turbo yeah, sedan. Yeah, that was. That was it. That was the one. Some poor bastard yeah. in Queensland owns that now. But anyway. Still going. That's how good is those, it, those, is those it really? things were. Yeah. The, billi the billion dollar baby. I reckon Mark's heard from that fella not that long ago. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I blocked his number, I think. As I would. So what was probably the worst sort of internal crash that you saw? You must. There must be one that springs to mind. The it, idiots damaging your car. On Actually, then these people, these things weren't idiots but I worked for a bit in the paint shop as well mm. now that there was two robots that worked side by side one opened the car door mm -hmm. to allow the other one to reach in and spray yeah. in there and then he would shut the car door yeah and then wait for the car to move along and then reach in and grab the rear door and open it there's a robot did this a robot did this all for his yep. mate the other robot but sometimes when he slammed that door shut the magnetic catch because there was no trim no mm. locks yeah it, the door would pop back open no one told the robot this. He didn't know this. So no. when he went to reach for the next door, he was still in the front door when he grabbed a hold of the rear door ah. and ripped the entire body up. And you'd see it go dark inside the paint shop. You'd see the giant shadow loom up behind you. Yeah, and then watch the arm snap off the robot as it fell onto the ground. And how big a damage would that do to the car? Yeah, you probably got that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that car was pretty much in the bin. Yeah, yeah, that one would just go through and end up like if the panels were all good, we'd take panels and put them aside and yeah, you know, the like next for major stuff up. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah, so that, that was, was huge. Wow. But I, I did see we had one internal one where someone reached in and started a car. You actually told a story about that with the with the clutch. Oh, um, the clutch in, in the lock. Disabled, yeah, the yeah. VS didn't have that. Yeah, and a fellow that had just painted a car because with the paint you then have to bake it. Yeah, so he'd wheeled it out. You usually push it out. Yeah. But he'd driven this one out, yep. put the oven on, baked it, got in, or then got out and walked away, reached in to start the car when it was finished baking and watched yep. it drive off. Oh. Yeah, being a ute, it, it managed to fit between the two bollards, but yep. the sides didn't look real good. No. Both sides. Yeah, it was like, you could have probably, you, Felix, probably took that back and made it into a woody for someone. <laughs> <laughs> I would have made it a woody. Very good yeah. woody. Wow, yeah. that's nasty. But, you know, this isn't anything that was particular to hold, and this happened on every Everywhere. production line yeah. all around yeah. the world. Uh, probably not so much anymore because the robots are smarter and the robots do more of it. Like the car you're sitting in now that we're recording in was built by robots, not people. Um, and that's probably why they'll go for that little bit longer. Nothing wrong with people. It's just that they get distracted. Now, back in the day, Paul um, organised me a tour through the Holden GMH facility in Adelaide. And I remember there was a bit of a ruckus at the time. Now, tell me if I'm making this up. So I can't remember if it's real or not. But they had just they had just stopped people from being able to smoke while they were assembling the interiors of the cars. <laughs> yeah, Is right. that true? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get that wrong, did I? No, no. There was all sorts of... It was a very weird place like that in that at one stage there, they decided to put in a vending machine that had ice creams. Now, it was stinking hot in that place yeah, in the middle of yeah. summer. And I can remember the big boss doing a bit of a walk around, coming down to one of the inspection lines, and all the blokes are there with ice creams. It's dripping down the cars. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's running everywhere. He wasn't happy. Yeah, there was ashtrays with cigarettes burning, because you didn't work on the car with it, obviously. You're not that no, stupid. No. no, so you'd put it down, and then exhale <laughs> into the interior of the car that you're putting yeah, together. Pretty much. I wondered why my VX smelled a bit like an ashtray. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I reckon in 2000, and you took me through in about 2003, and I reckon they just stopped it then. Yeah, it could have been. I, I never smoked, so it never really affected me. It, was a bit, it would have been a bit of a revolt, though, because it would have been a few, like, Winnie... Uh, when he read smokers yeah. out there on the line. Yeah, well, they never brought in random drug and alcohol testing there, did they? Didn't they? No, I think there was a good reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> they would have shut down early on a Friday well, if they did. Considering all of that, the cars actually weren't that badly built. Some no. of the problems with um, Commodores, particularly that, well, they fixed it, I think, with the VA onwards, and particularly the VF, but just the quality of the trims, and that was nothing to do with the production line at Holden. That was, you know, like the rear seat pockets in a VX and stuff like that. Didn't you tell me they were, like, made in Africa or something? Or? All of the car had stuff. It was all assembled. GM stuff's made globally, isn't it? So yeah. you get it from the parts bin, don't you, really? Yeah, okay. You, you choose what you want to run and where you're going to fit it and stuff like that. But to me, like as you know, I've, I've owned nothing but Holden's. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you can take the piss you and say... minded great... prick. It's just me. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'll drive anything. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the moment in the driveway, I think there's, there's three Holdens there right now. Oh, my goodness. What are they? The VF. The, that's... Well, we can see it from where well, we're sitting now. VF, it's on the dyno. What is it? It's a VF Series 2. Six, Red line. Yeah, six line. L77, six-speed, auto. Auto. <laughs> oh, you soft yeah. prick. Um... <laughs> But you ripped all the DOD displacement. Yeah, on done the a month, cam, cam OTR. So basically, it owes you as much as a VF GDS. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> full, and, and doesn't go as quick. Full, full, full exhaust, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that yeah. that that's like it's a nice car. I like it. They're a beautiful car. Yeah. That, that's the primo car. And don't forget, I've got the WK Statesman home. What's been done to the that's, WK Statesman? That's one of those. That's early, LS1 5.7. LS1, yeah, with the Gen T single turbo kit bolted on. You have a turbocharged. Statesman. That's yes, right. I'd yes. forgotten. And that was Does done. It run? Sweet. You can get in there and start it up and plow away right now. You did actually blow a motor into a million pieces with that though, didn't you? Yes. I yes. remember something about that. Tell me, how did that happen, Paul? Um, I, I Must fitted... have been the tuner's fault. <laughs> nah, nah. It was the operator error. It was right. a, a gizmo boost controller. Nothing wrong with Gizmo. They made a fantastic product, but I decided... Sweet as brew. <laughs> they were. It was, and he was, he was, he was awesome, yeah. Yep. He was a great bloke, but I, I fitted it Gizmo. inside the you knew center. Him, oh, I rung him and asked him oh, okay. a few questions along the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hid the controller inside the glove box kind of thing there. Yeah. But the problem was when you shut the glove box, it pressed on the gain button and it kept uh, ramping the boost up. Okay. Um, I can tell you now, an LS running 21 pound of boost stock is fucking fast <laughs> and there's our first step oh, <laughs> oh, oh sorry explicit language kiddies sorry don't worry he used to work at holden you get that <laughs> yeah she'll it's, be fucking right mate you it's know. it's very fast but not no, for very long they say it's like that flame that burns brightly for a short period <laughs> yeah. of time how long did it go before it crapped itself it was a fair few seconds, like I was a dragging. Few <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. It was a, it was a long time. It was a big run. I was going plenty fast on a private road when the engine let go. And what, what, who owned the road? The government. Yeah, <laughs> SA Gov. Yeah. Hi guys. Hi, when, Saint Paul. When the pistons go out the bottom of those yep. sumps, they run that bash guard underneath. Yeah, yeah. So the oil's got nowhere to go except straight out to the side. Oh, is that right? Yeah, which is where your front wheels are and your brakes. Oh. Yeah, you don't pull up real good, eh? Oh, so it didn't want to stop? No. No. <laughs> you didn't hit me. Did no, there was heaps of runoff road on that particular bit of private. I remember you were actually 
Oh, I reckon you were stupid enough to take that to the Alice One Dragnets one year, didn't you? I did indeed. Just yeah. the once? No, nah, twice. It went It went naturally aspirated. I'd owned the car for about three months and we, Ooh. your drag nationals came up. thought, shit, yeah. We did the um, OTR yeah. uh, exhaust yeah. and tune, obviously. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think it went 13s, which yeah, was we're not okay. bad for a budge. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fella. It was no. a heavy car. It's two ton plus. Yeah, oh, I don't know how many pounds that is. Thousands uh, about, and thousands. It's probably about 3,800, 3,900 pounds, guys. That's or maybe 4,000. No, over 4,000. Yep. So, so with, that was in April of that year, I reckon, you used to run them. Yes, it We was. came back in June that year, we put the to- turbo on. Oh, really? Yeah. And now, did you take it back turbocharged? Yep, yeah. And when all I wanted was an 11, yep. and I managed an 11.8. So That's I was not pretty bad. What sort of mile an hour? 124. That's so, not bad. Yeah, yeah, again, the weight. And the 2.060 footers were the killer. Yeah, would have been. They actually would have been a little bit of trickier. I might be. I was always tricky at the drags. We would have had like MS 110 or something or Sunoco fuel in it. It's what was it, Russell? Russell. Russell. What, yeah, whatever Russell had in those drums. Oh, V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He ran his jet car on that. Remember? Oh no, that, he, that, that's kerosene, darling. Oh. You know that. That's what they oh, run. No. It was probably acetone or something yeah, like that. It might but, have been. But paint it's stripper. Did it, eat the, did it eat the engine? No, not then, no. How many passes did that thing, did you do that weekend, do you reckon? I reckon I got a stack of about 10 passes, oh, 10 time slips home from that weekend, all in the 11s. Standard auto? 100% at that stage. Yeah, yeah. didn't have a converter and had nothing in it, did Nothing it? at all. Fuel well, system considered, uh, concerned, consisted of one external pump, that was it. What, did we have an 0449? Uh, uh, Walbro. Oh, one of those little oh, external things. Yeah, a Walbro and valve springs, that was all it had done to that, on oh, injectors. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah, what an amazing car! And how many miles? How many kilometres? I'll do the conversion for you. How many kilometres did you put on that thing as a daily? It's it's now registered three hundred and thirty thousand oh, k's. So two hundred thousand miles. Two transes. Wow, that's actually not too bad. Yeah, that's good. Value. Pretty much what they did stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. So that's holding number two. And what's holding number three? Oh, three, number three. I've got a WB Ute. So what would that be? Well, that's kind of like a really ugly version of a um, uh, El Camino. El Camino. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I reckon they're a better looking than I reckon they are too. But I had to say, because everything American's always the best. Yeah. Yeah. But your WBU, and they were considered a bit of a, you know, they were a workhorse and considered a bit of a shit thing in the day. But now people can't get enough of them. They've got this collectible thing, and WBs are skyrocketing. And have you you've ruined it with an LS conversion, haven't you? Not yet. You're going to ruin it. Yes, I will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard your podcast the other day, but nah, it's yeah. going to be LS, I reckon. It's, well, that does. I mean, you know, you're putting LS, uh, it's a, a GM, GM motor in a GM. Yeah, that's right. That's you know, right. if you were cool, you would put like a Lamborghini V10 in it, a Lamborghini V10, you know. Give me one. Yeah, I reckon I could find <laughs> one for you. But no, no, LS is, L- well, we're looking at a VR38 at the moment. That'd be pretty tricky too. It's on too, stands, ready to go. LSs belong in GMs, Barras yep. belong in Fords, yep, and yep, Rotaries yep. belong in Mazdas. You could do like a 13V conversion on it and really make it shit house. Didn't they do something like that? Yeah, road Pacer. Yeah. yeah road yeah. Pacer. Did they you did. ever see, no, you would, you would. No, no you went nah. around then. You My been. father-in-law actually worked at Holden's as well. He might have been there then. Seriously, he was there back in the HJ, HX. Well, you know, I mean, honestly, hindsight's a beautiful thing, but when they knocked all those engines off out of hold, and they should have done it back then, they've got to at least kill a 13B. <laughs> Actually, I reckon they're a 12A. Yeah, you reckon any of them would still be in existence? <laughs> Road bases. Yeah. I saw one on a Japanese auction site only about four or five years ago. Is that right? Yeah, it came up in street machine speed or something like that. Oh, but yeah. yeah, they still exist. They still yeah. exist. 
So that, that WB, that's a five litre. There's the V8 that Holden's yeah. own. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. can have it. <laughs> it's not, it's, it sounds really good. Was that considered good. a plastic? That's the plastic V8. That's a plastic. Yeah. It was a plastic because of what? It was a pollution controlled version. I don't know why it got that. I think it's just that it sounded real good, but it was weak. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was think no was plastic in them. They were a big lump of pig iron still. Yeah, 122 kilowatts or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's at the crank, not at the wheels, and obviously. Pe and people wondered why Jap cars sort of exploded in popularity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Corolla's got more than that it. now. Yeah, well, that, that's got a, a turbo 400 trans in it and a Ford 9-inch diff. So there's no way it's putting anywhere near that power to the ground anymore, no. is it? No. That's soaked up most of it. Yeah, it's got about 30 kilowatts. Like a, like a, a Trabant or something from the Eastern <laughs> yeah. Block. Now, before we go, when you left Holden, what year was it? 2007, VE era. Did you kind of know that the writing was on the wall then? You Holden shut in 2017, listeners. Yeah, so, so 10, ten years. years. But yeah, it was it was down. Definitely felt like it was downscaling. Did it? Yeah, yeah. Like because, the best, the best had passed. Yeah, that's right. From VT, which they made what half a million of them, and the LS when that first came out, oh, it's like so excited. People couldn't get enough of it. It even separated me from my money. You know what a screeching yep, tight yep, ass yep, I am. Yep. I sold an, a really nice R32 GDR to buy a VXSS. Yeah. Take that, kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? What a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, oh, well. um, I did make a lot of money out of, out of uh, that VX, so I shouldn't not that's buying right. and selling it, but learning. Yeah. Um, you know, I was no, I was never a home tuner. That's that's next for you to get on to Paul about that. Nor on this Epicast, yeah. we'll leave that alone today. What happened to those that timing anyway? What timing? Oh what yeah, Paul, Paul my... lost some timing today. <laughs> And because he was bludging my dyno, I said, you're going to sit in the car and talk shit about Holden for 20 minutes or you're paying. This yeah. is what you do. But he's yeah. quite an entertaining guy to, to talk to. So, you, you know, how did you feel about it when it all shut? I, I was actually sad. And the only reason that I left in the first place was because they were often pretty good packages. You know, like I was on the night yep. shift. I got paid. I got paid bloody good money there. Yeah. I actually made more money there my last year than I did my first year in the mines. Is that right? Yeah, because I'm now mourning. But um, yeah, yeah so it was... is. isn't that what happens to all of them in this <laughs> yeah, country? That's it. Yeah, but it it was such a good place to work. I thoroughly enjoyed the job. But yeah, they offered the package, and it's kind of like, ooh, that's a bit of money. I might have a bit of that, and ooh. go off and try something else. And you did. Yeah. Brain surgery next. I oh, know that's actually your kid. Yes. Um, yeah. um, too Retirement. true. Retirement. Um, you, for you, um, before we go, um. Listeners out there are going holding crazy at the moment in Australia uh, and GM crazy around the world. Pick something in the lineup that's underrated at the moment that people should be saving up their money to buy and putting in the shed. You screwed half of them together. Give give me your opinion on what what you think the next big holding will be. That's a real tough one because everyone is, is uh, there is an opinion. You know, I actually think the VF is a fantastic car. I really like them. To me. It's it's like the end, you know. Like, you know, the last one is kind yep. of like. But then again, having different models like the thirty two GDR is my favourite out of that lineup. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I liked the VY. I always thought that was a cool car. That was a good looking car. Yeah, yeah. It looked nice. It was it was just a well finished package. But the VF is my favourite. What about? I'm going to get you here because I had one. A VX R8 with the Colsons and the brakes. I always thought they were good. the Colsons with the big sort of fat leather chairs in them. For those that don't know, but. I just thought that was the pinnacle of Australian car manufacturing. Yeah, right that was that was a classic. The VX and, the, the, and then that, that one we, we discussed earlier with the C4B. 
Oh yeah, well, away, I, I think we might save that for another yeah, that was cast. Cool. But yeah, there were some great stories there. So there you go, everybody. I've, I've had Paul. It's time to wrap up now. That went very, very quickly. So it did. Thank you, Paul, for coming on board and talking talking shit with the master, the little master for a bit. Big Paul. (laughs) And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Stay tuned and we'll be back soon.